so my name is is Daniel and I am an English learner and I, I think we share similar hobbies because in my case I started out with a podcast in English so that I can become fluent in English and maybe that's also why I was so amazed when, when I came across your YouTube channel it's just deep in my heart and, and uh, I love it and I, I am also a, a Spanish learner. My mother tongue is Swiss German, but my father originally came from Argentina. And so I grew up bilingually, but these days I am a bit rusty. For me, it was super cool to, to watch your videos. So I could learn both. I could learn English and Spanish and it's <laughs> wow. so amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. The idea is to present you as a learner because I think that you are a super learner. Wow. My podcast is all about getting inspired in the language learning world and to share tips and tricks on how to become more fluent. I am so happy that you are here today. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't consider myself a super learner, but I'm trying to stay consistent with it. I yeah. think that is one of the most crucial things, being consistent. So I would like to know, can you explain your language situations and right. what mo I, motivates you to learn languages? Well, I'm an English speaker, native English speaker. I was born in Louisiana in the United States and my father was from Honduras and so he spoke Spanish fluently, but we never learned to speak Spanish as children. Now that I'm in my 40s, I'm trying to learn Spanish. And I started in September of 2019. And it's, it's going well, it's a lot of fun. And I wish that I would have done this when I was younger. But here we are. And yeah, I'm glad that I'm doing it now. Yeah, I'm learning Spanish. And what sparkled your fire? I mean, why now? Why 2019? Now I want to learn Spanish, right. was there something that inspired you? No, I've always wanted to learn Spanish and never, never could. I would always get apps where you could learn some vocabulary like apple and door and mother, father, the normal words. So I've known those, those type of words ever since I was, ever since I was a kid. And every time that I would get a new app, it would be something like that. I don't know if it's a unique situation. I never knew that I was dyslexic. Growing up, I never knew I was dyslexic. So I've always struggled with reading and writing the way that other children in, in my same age group would have always been able to do. I was never able to do that as a child. And when it came to language learning, I didn't know that about myself and I didn't know how to work around those things. So I... I only recently, within the last maybe five years, found that out about myself, that it's actually something that can just be overcome and, and started on a self-improvement journey uh, like five years ago yeah. on other things. And that, that was when I was like, let's try and learn Spanish again and not worry about the problems that I would get frustrated with reading and writing and then just want to stop. Just let's just learn what I can learn and just continue doing it. And that's yeah. what I've been doing. And Charlie, could you please explain a little bit 
What exactly does dyslexic mean? Well, that's a that's a difficult that's a difficult thing to explain because it's there's a lot of variance between it. It's from what I really understand is I don't associate the written language with the sounds that I hear. I can be reading and completely read a word that's not there or something like that. Or if I'm trying to write, I just would have no idea how some of the most simplest words are spelled. For me, dyslexia is, I use it as a big excuse a lot of times now that I know that about myself. Oh, that's why I forgot your birthday and that's <laughs> things like that. But uh, no, it's, it, I do have trouble with dates and reading and, and writing, but I, honestly, in, in my 40s, I'm getting better at all, all of those things. And how exactly did you find out that you are dyslexic? Just by habit. I happened to get into a video on YouTube that was explaining the symptoms of it. And I just thought it was too much a coincidence that I have all of these symptoms. And no one would know this about me. I've been able to hide that or avoid anything that would make me look, would make me look bad to, or things that I would be embarrassed about. Like I, I never would read in front of anyone my entire life. That was something I never did. And things like that. And so then when I got into finding out about more this dyslexic issues that's when i realized that i i was never diagnosed by a doctor or anything like that and i'm not even sure if that's something that they do it's it's i fit the the uh symptoms perfectly to a t i see um, i see but nevertheless you you reached uh, a certain level in spanish nevertheless so you can right. be proud And you just go for it. You have your own YouTube channel, which is called Charlie's Spanish Journey. Maybe yeah. you, you could tell something about your channel. Right. Well, I started recording my lessons from the very beginning because I don't take notes and I don't... I, uh, I, I need to get better at that. I still don't even read the notes that are sent to me. I... I recorded my lessons to re-listen to them and just listen to them again while I'm working. And at first I just did it for myself just yeah. to rehab the same conversations over and over. And then I started, I remember being really proud of, of just being able to say a few sentences. So I wanted to share those with some friends and, and family and stuff like that, just to let them know I'm, I'm, going to try and stick with it and have a little bit of accountability. And now it's just become public and I share a lot of my lessons, but not all of them. I ha I want to make sure that a, a teacher that I, that I have a lesson with is okay with it and things like that. So I've probably had 250 Spanish lessons now. Wow. That is amazing. This is really amazing. And also, yeah. I, I watched the very first video. I think it, it was with Gabriel, the teacher Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel yes. yes. And at the very first time, you couldn't record his voice due to right. technical issues. And I didn't know how. Yeah, and it's so amazing because you're still having lessons with him. So you, you picked a really good teacher in the beginning and yeah yeah 
So he was my first teacher and I'm kind of like that. I'm naturally a shy person and so I was comfortable with him and so he's been my Spanish teacher for two years now, something like that. Okay, and being a shy person, how was it at the beginning to publish the lesson? Oh. Were you nervous? No, so I, you know the weird thing is I posting videos have never been an issue. Well, maybe I kind of worked into that because for my job, I would make YouTube videos like as ads for my job. And so I was used to doing that and I don't, it, it doesn't really affect my, my shyness. It was actually a lot harder for me to have my first Spanish lesson than it was yeah. for me to post my first Spanish lesson. I was incredibly nervous just to, to have my very first Spanish lesson. I don't know why that was. And I'm married to a Spanish speaker. And yeah, it's also very difficult to practice with a spouse in my situation. We've been married for 20 years and we spoke English our entire relationship. Yeah, that is also really special because you're speaking 20 years in English and then all of a sudden yeah. you you begin to have this passion to learn the Spanish language. Yeah. And, and I love that. I, I really love that because sometimes people say, no, now it's too late, uh, it's too difficult. But no, you just go for it. And, and I kind <laughs> of like that. And, and you motivate other people. Oftentimes people would command something and, and also say, yeah, this is so cool. This motivates me. That's a big deal. That's really inspiring too. I never thought someone else can be motivated from my lessons and they can see like problems that I have if they ever have an issue. Also, it's so normal. It's normal to make mistakes. I feel yeah. like I'm getting a second chance by learning Spanish now. <laughs> so to try and do it a little better than the first time around. So I'm learning to read a lot better and And I still don't really write, but I use voice to text. Mm -hmm. Technology has made it to where you can, there's hacks around the problems that we had with dyslexia. Was there any idol out there on YouTube that maybe you, you watched it before and, and then you, you wanted to make a similar channel no it wasn't a similar channel but yeah there was there's a couple of them there's a guy named shane from from i think he lives in england and he's learned the spain dialect incredibly quickly there's a guy named mike ben in atlanta who also learned spanish in like a year those guys have been incredibly motivating the first guy that i saw on youtube who was a spanish learner was a guy who goes by El Gringo and he's I think he's learning Portuguese now but I saw a video where he posted like a challenge to speak Spanish for 24 hours and I was really impressed by that and oh. yeah there's a I live on YouTube watching Spanish or listening to it while I work I treat YouTube like an audiobook really I'll just play videos and not know what they're what's going on in the video just listening to it Yeah, that is awesome. And you mentioned in one of your videos the shadowing technique, which you yes. used exactly on some YouTube videos. Maybe you could yes. talk about that. So shadow shadowing is something that Gabriel had tried to get me to do for um, 
for a while and I never, I could never find something that I could keep up with it. But there's a podcast called Simple Stories in Spanish. And yeah, there's a, a teacher from Colorado who, who created a podcast and she creates these stories and reads them like a small audiobook. It's fantastic. Simple stories in Spanish. She reads them kind of slowly, speaks as clear as possible. And shadowing is when, as the story is going on, or as you're hearing something, you're repeating it. Like the way we did when we were children, when you would copy your siblings, as they're speaking, you're saying the same thing at the same time. And it's a lot harder to do than uh than it sounds especially when you're learning the language mm -hmm. and i think you used a word in one of your videos you called it copycatting i think but i'm not quite sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah copycatting awesome. i think that's what we called it when we were children awesome copycat <laughs> and it was astonishing also because you mentioned that sometimes you wouldn't even know or understand what the teacher was telling, but it, it doesn't matter right. because it's just to to get the right pronunciation and to, to get exactly. used to it. It is a tongue exercise mm -hmm. to say the words and you're just repeating everything you hear. You're just repeating it. And I do that with her stories. And yeah, you'll learn how to say words before what they even mean. But you'll yeah. in context, stories are great to learn Spanish. Hi everybody, I'm Charlie and this is my Spanish journey. I have a Spanish teacher who's been trying to get me to do this technique called shadowing. I recently found this podcast on uh, iTunes and found out that they also have a YouTube channel and this is the perfect speed for me to do shadowing with. If you are looking for someone to shadow, the speed that she reads these stories is absolutely perfect for stuff like that. So. Let me go ahead and jump into it and show you. Hola y bienvenidos a este episodio de Simple Stories in Spanish. The Mesoamerican reef system is the second largest in the world. Located in el Mar Caribe, Caribbean Mar Caribe. Sea, the most beautiful section of this reef is accessible through the island of Roatan in Honduras. Now, this is actually uh, a podcast, and you'll be able to listen to this without, without the video. It's something that I like to listen to at work. This is what the logo looks like, Simple Stories in Spanish. And, and yeah, let me show you this, this technique. Here you can see the plant and animal life that call this tropical paradise home. Important vocabulary in the story includes pace, fish, bucear, scuba dive, tortuga, turtle, cangrejo, crab, and tiburón ballena, whale shark. I hope you tiburón enjoy ballena. Bajo el Mar. Bajo del Mar. I won't do the entire story, but I'll just do a little Hay bit. Hay un hombre. Hay un hombre. El hombre se, El hombre llama, se llama Miguel. Miguel. A Miguel, a Miguel le, gusta le gusta mucho, mucho el, agua. el agua. 
Cuando era, Cuando niño, era niño, Miguel, Miguel jugaba, jugaba con el agua, con el agua todo, el tiempo. todo el tiempo. Okay, so that can be pretty embarrassing, uh, but that's the technique. It's a way to actually um, practice listening and speaking at the same time. You really do have to listen in order to keep up with them. So I urge you, if you are learning Spanish and you've gotten to the level to where you can really understand something, these simple stories in Spanish are really good to listen to stories and learn vocabulary in context. I started this podcast almost two years ago because I really just enjoy telling stories. I truly believe that stories make language learning almost effortless. And these stories really are a lot of fun. It's incredible how much you can actually understand and new vocabulary you can learn with this style of teaching. You can be very proud of yourself because I, I noticed on many videos when you were, for example, in a we are chat, people, Spanish speakers will tell you, yeah, but Charlie, uh, your Spanish is, is, really, is really good, it's really good. And then you told them how long you were learning and, and then said, yeah, but, but it's amazing. It, it's way better than many other learners who have been learning for more time. Yeah, that's always, re that's really nice to hear. And before I started learning Spanish, I never really understand the idea of learning another language. It was... Because it's it's me now, I realize all the things I don't know. So I always focus on the, the things that I don't know how to do. And and that was not something that I realized before that other people are going through who who are learning English or something like yeah. that. It's, it gives you a lot more respect for anyone who's learned a, another language because just because you can have a conversation about some things, there might be completely other topics that are just off limits like there is for me i'm always i'm always struggling with the language but i'm so happy that i can do the things that i can do now like get to know people or ask for help and things yeah but this is also something that i noticed that you are beating yourself up a lot of times or but <laughs> yeah i think oftentimes we do that a lot i got the impression that yeah it's not true what you are saying because As I said in the beginning of our chat here, that in my opinion, you are a super learner. And maybe you, you could tell something more about the VR chat. Yeah, VR, VR chat was really cool um, because it's, it's in video game format and you can just walk up to other characters and just talk. So VR chat is, most people think you have to wear like the goggles to be able to look around. But you don't. You can just use your computer screen. It's free. And there's different rooms where there's different worlds, really. And almost, probably almost any language is there. And so I, I use it to just wander around in these Spanish worlds and listen to people, other people having conversations. And it's real conversations and it's live and... It is a game, so there's always going to be annoyances in that. And, yeah, yeah, of course. And, <laughs> but overall, it's been really fun. And at an intermediate level, it's really easy to find someone to just practice with. And it's not face-to-face. -face, it's just a video game character that you choose. There's millions of avatars that you can choose from. 
and it's it's all free. Yeah, and I remember there was a guy from Spain, I think in Barcelona, but I'm not quite sure. And you were talking yeah, with him a lot. I think he was 19 years old or something like that. But he had a, a, a knowledge that was fantastic, grammatical really? knowledge, and he, he knew how to ex explain things. And to me, it was amazing because you didn't know him, but... But he knew that you were learning and he was just open and so friendly and, and just amazing. It was like like a lesson, but with a teacher who is not a teacher, but he is teaching you his language. Yeah. That was so beautiful. Yeah, it was, I've really gotten lucky and, and I've met dozens of people on VR chat that were really great conversations. It's, it's amazing to... to to, to use a platform like that and then end up having a conversation with a random stranger. And do you have a specific procedure or a method when you are in a VR chat? Do you take notes, maybe some expressions that you want to, to remember? Or is it just no. that the video that you record and then you can watch it, it again? That's it. Yeah. I have, I still to this day don't have an exact plan on learning Spanish and some <laughs> things I've learned way, way more advanced and I don't have a list of normal phrases that a lot of people want to learn. I never did that and just learned phrases. I'm just learning how to speak and it, and it, none of it's really by learning how to say this or a phrase. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never did that. But you are a gamer, right? Because you love games in general. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like technology. I like things like that. Yeah, yeah. I play video games. I'm not a huge gamer. Yeah, I'm not good at video games, but I, I'll play them. <laughs> yeah. For example, I don't know how to pronounce it. On, um, It's an, an ego shooter, Fortnite or Fortnite. I don't know how to pronounce Fortnite. it. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite is a video game. Okay, and, uh, and there it seems to me it is a bit chaotic. It's very, very because it goes so so fast. Everything it's yeah. maybe very colloquial. Uh, the words that are being used from by the Spanish speakers, it was so right. difficult for me also to to grasp the meaning. It's maybe for pros yeah. for <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> So I originally got into Fortnite because I have friends in different parts of the country and it was a way to just kind of hang out with some friends. But mm -hmm. when you're playing with it, with a group four or five people, uh, we can all talk to each other while we're playing the video game. And so then I wanted to try that and I used a, a VPN. So the computer would think that I was in South America to just play with random strangers and i ended up playing with some kids and yeah <laughs> they one of them knew a little bit of english and i was that i was just getting started and r really i couldn't understand anything they said at the time now when i listen to the same video i can understand yeah. them but this is like two Amazing. years later <laughs> yeah it's really nice because you can keep track of you in your journey, right? Because you can right. really make out where am I now? Where was I two years ago? And you can really see and listen to it. This is so amazing. Honest. Right. I have all, every one of my lessons recorded. 
And I can go back even to some of my first lessons with Gabriel. And when I listen to him again, even though I understand more now, it's a yeah. new lesson to me. I don't remember him saying any of those things because at that time, I didn't understand it. I and see, I see. <laughs> yeah, so this week I've probably listened to three lessons that were over a year and a half. And when they would say something, my response has nothing to do with what they said. It's just me speaking <laughs> what I could. Yeah. And so now it's a lot different because it's a new lesson again. Yeah, of course. And you can make really the, the best out of these lessons because even after two years, you're getting something from, from those lessons. It's really amazing. Absolutely. And technology evolves really fast. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about another game called, let me see, it is called Influent and it's a game Inf on Steam. Yeah. Steam. That's also where I play VR chat is on Steam also. Influent is a language learning game and it's strictly to learn vocabulary, household vocabulary. It's a character in an apartment with all the things that would be in an apartment and and you can just go around and click on any item and it'll let you know what the name of that item is. And I think that game cost like ten dollars yeah. and it's a way to learn hundreds of household item names. And okay. yeah, that was a fun game. It's been a long time since I played that. And do you happen to know the game called Skyrim? I do know Skyrim. I've never played it, but I'm okay. familiar with it. I'm very familiar with it. Because the game is huge. There yeah. is a huge world. And in my opinion, it's great to, to learn languages as well. Because every item in this world, you can... Yeah, you, there is also the name display, what it is. So... It is also That's similar maybe to, to the game that we were talking right now. It's not made for language learning, but there are always games that you can yeah. use as a language learning tool. Yeah. Skyrim. I'm going to look into that then. I'm going to look into Skyrim because that, that, yeah. be, that would be pretty good. Because what I would do is on my Steam account, I always try to, when I, because I am a game and when I game, mm -hmm. I always set the language to the, the language that I want to learn. For me, it's amazing. It's like, yeah, having fun, learning games, learning languages. And yeah. it's like two, two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it has to be fun or you won't continue to do it. That's that's a really big deal with yeah. learning language. If you can't figure out a way to have fun while you're doing it, you'll just stop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that you had almost 600 days you were on a streak or streak on Duolingo. How do you pronounce it? Um, streak? Streak. Streak. Yeah, streak. Yeah, I had almost 800 days. I had 760 Ooh. days without, yeah, without breaking that streak. And we just moved houses and had, mm, 
almost four months of chaos and I lost my streak Mm -hmm. and which is good. I think I was a a little more addicted to the streak than I was to Duolingo because now I'm not worried about the streak at all. And it, it took me a little while to, to get out of that habit, but I still use Duolingo constantly but I don't mind just missing a couple of days if I have other things going on versus just getting on there just to keep the streak. Yeah. Um, so it means when you lose one day or when you miss out one day, then you lose the streak, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's what that, it's supposed to mean. <laughs> would you say that Duolingo helped you a lot in your Spanish journey? It's still helping me. I know that the Spanish learners that I watch on YouTube consider Duolingo one of the slower places to learn a language. But for me, I can't imagine something better for me because I'm, I'm still learning how to read and write uh, in Spanish. And, and I mess up a lot of that a lot in English. When I read the sentence, I might read something as past tense when it's present tense, mm-hmm. like uh, he didn't speak yesterday or, or he, he didn't speak with him. I might read that sentence as he doesn't speak with him and th- th- they translate differently. So it helps me work on the problems that I have with dyslexia, yeah. with reading, reading what's actually there versus what I just say. I have to double check what I think I'm reading and I'm, I'm still working on that. So Duolingo, Duolingo is helping me. I still use it. I used it last night. Yeah. And is it possible that your pronunciation is, is so good because you are focusing more on the audio? Because I, I saw that many times, yeah, you would shadow or, or you would repeat the sentences in Spanish Is it possible that your focus on your language journey were more on on the sound than on the written? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's exactly like that. Uh, so my pronunciation is not the normal accent. I don't have the typical American accent. I still have an accent because of how my tongue has developed here in, in speaking English my whole life. So I struggle with certain sounds to make them, but um, I I definitely don't speak Spanish like someone who's reading those words in English. So yeah, that's I, I I've always every time that I hear something on Duolingo, even when it doesn't want me to repeat it, I'm repeating it anyway, and that's just habit. Yeah, and it's amazing. But I do I personally I love to listen to podcasts. And then mm-hmm. when I really love a voice or, or an episode, then I focus on little bits of the episode and then I try to repeat it. The best thing is when it's really informal, right? When they are talking like with friends, because I really like to, to focus on that, not too f- formal, right? Because nobody yeah. speaks like in a grammar book. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. We learn Spanish And it's, it could be like that for English. If you learn English, you would say, my wife and I went, to, went out to eat last night. But 
no one would correct you if you said me and my wife, even though that's probably wrong grammatically. That's how most people would say it. It's me and my (laughs) wife. That's, and that's probably wrong. And maybe that's not the same depending where you are in the world, but here, no one would, no one would think twice if you said me and my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Versus my, my wife and I, people might actually, that doesn't, that's not really normal. It's, it's maybe too proper. Yeah, I see. And now I am really curious. May I ask you if your wife sure. is a subscriber of your YouTube channel? She is not. No? <laughs> she is not. <laughs> it's a... Uh... <laughs> no, no. She has watched a few, you know, a few videos. And it's also like when we're in the car... I I listened I listened to my lessons again driving too mm-hmm. so she already hears a lot of my lessons just when we're going on road trips or when we're driving it's so she she knows <laughs> yeah. ex, ex, for the most part she's listened to a lot of them she's listened to a lot of these conversations has the language situation changed since then now that you are fluent in Spanish do, do you talk with her more often yes. in Spanish or uh, yeah, way more often than uh, than before, but it's I still speak more to my teachers than I do to my mm-hmm. wife. But um, yeah, there has been days where we got we've gotten to practice quite a bit. But uh, yeah, it has to be for me right now. Spanish S- Spanish is not something that I can control sh- well enough to have a deep conversation without without needing help with almost every sentence so for us here at home it's still not something that i can use but i can say enough sentences now to where we can speak in spanish but my i can't really have an entire conversation in spanish yeah without needing help and then it becomes where she's trying to figure out what i'm trying to say and and so I'm just going to continue learning until eventually I won't have those problems and we'll just be able to continue. She'll know exactly what I'm saying. Even if I'm wrong right now, right now I'm always guessing on how a word is pronounced or what a word is if I'm, if I'm not sure. And then instead of having a conversation, it becomes her trying to figure out what I'm, what word I'm trying to say or what I mean. Yeah. I see. So, yeah. so let's transition to another application, which I didn't know. It's called Omegle, I think. Or Omegle or Omegle. <laughs> Omegle. It's, it's a, that's a dangerous place um, to want to wanna practice languages. How, how uh, come? Omegle is is like chat roulette. It's it's kind of like what we're doing right now, how we're having a video con- mm-hmm. uh, video call. But imagine uh, me just you be able to, you being able to click next and getting another random stranger. Um, so you they could be anywhere in the world or or yeah or anybody anywhere <laughs> in the world and. And it's just random. And so there is a way to put like topics and filters. Like if you have like art or comedy or movies as, as topics that will definitely help, 
help, but you will get a lot of unsolicited nudity. Okay. <laughs> on <really>? Omegle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's definitely, you'll have post-traumatic uh, stress <laughs> disorder <laughs> if you're not careful. So have you abandoned the idea to use Omegle? So if you use, now that I know that if you use topics like art, comedy, movies, um, things like that, it could be cooking, it could be whatever, whatever topics, that will get a the majority of 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 the negative things out so i have used it and 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 it's been some of my favorite conversations with strangers okay cool so and can you choose the language um i i guess it would depend on how you wrote your yes yes because i've i've been doing really really well to just get Spanish speakers mm -hmm. when I'm looking for Spanish speakers. Now, for me, where I'm at, if I don't put anything, it's mostly English speakers. But if the topics are películas mm. for movies, or you can also put the names of countries that oh, cool. will, um, that will just give you those, those speakers. Then maybe I will check it. Now I am curious, but I am afraid yeah. at the same time. <laughs> you, you can you can do it. You just have to have a, a really thick skin because it's also <laughs> a lot of a lot of younger people who are just there for uh, trolling, yeah, which I is uh, just a way to just to to be just to be silly. You have to let it roll and just yeah. skip. <laughs> and that was really hard for me. It's really, it's really, really hard for me to just shut shut someone down. Okay, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So let's maybe move back a little bit because we talked already about online lessons. Uh, for example, mm -hmm. we mentioned Gabriel, your first teacher. So on these one-on-one -on -one lessons, which I think you you are taking them with italki so italki italki okay and, and would you say on your youtube channel is this the main theme or the main topic yes because my channel my channel is still <laughs> it's still mostly for me for my for my lessons and mm -hmm. when i get into editing another video i all I also, I mean, that's, that's also for me too. <laughs> so yes. I'm happy to share it with everyone, but even a video that I edit, I, um, I, I just kind of like doing that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think italki is, is about the best platform to use and, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's the main focus is actual lessons it's me still having lessons yeah i see and and are there many teachers who are up to it i mean i imagine that not everybody wants to to get right uh, exposed or being exposed right. on, on on youtube or being being shown yeah. on on youtube a lot of them uh, a lot of them are a lot of them are okay with it okay um, but Uh, yeah, you have to ask. <laughs> you yeah. definitely don't want to do that. You'll you'll ruin a relationship. And 
if you have a really good teacher, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to do something that they don't want you to do because then you won't be able to have lessons. They won't want to have lessons with you. Of course. Of so, course. Luckily I've not run into that. I've not run into that, but I have, I have had, um, maybe 20 teachers total, but, uh, I'm not sure how many I've, I've, I've shared online, maybe six or seven, something like that. And I even saw, I even watched a video in which there were two teachers in, in a lesson with you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's happened. Uh, Gabriel has brought other teachers on. So he was also training another teacher. And so that was, that was fun. That's a lot of fun, actually. Uh, and you get a chance to, to have more of a group conversation, yeah. which, yeah, there's a lot of practice there. I don't know at that point if I was ready for that, but um, some teachers offer group um, two, two teachers. Okay. Yeah, like uh, two teachers with you. And uh, I, think I'm, I think I'd like to try that hmm. again. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> And do you have any future plans on your YouTube channel? Do you have an idea, maybe a new game or, or I don't know, or do you, so do you go, you go with, with the flow? I have, I have a lot of, of hobbies that I, I shut down. I got rid of all of my, um, everything that I was doing before I was learning Spanish. I basically paused, but mm -hmm. I was building a, in a a food channel and so i think once i'm more fluent in spanish i would like to start that again because in the area i live there's so many amazing spanish-speaking small restaurants uh, that i think that i would like to start uh, sharing sharing those places with my youtube channel you mean you so, would go to the to the restaurants and then kind of film everything and make like a documentary. Yes, yes, exactly. I can actually, if it's uh, if it's okay, I can yeah, I can course. show you something. That sounds really Let's exciting. And of course, ready. in Spanish. Yeah, I'll do it in Spanish. So, let's see. If you can see this, this is my, my YouTube. I mean, this is my Instagram channel and it was all about food. Mm -hmm. Everything here is strictly about food. So any one of these, any one of these, uh, are going to be videos. Is it coming through? Can you yes, see the whole thing? I can see the whole thing. Okay. Um, so it's, uh, I would like to do, you know, videos like this ab yeah. about places like this um, because we have hundreds and, and hundreds, if not thousands of, of uh, restaurants that are exactly like this one. And they're, they're Spanish speaking yeah. and, and, or it doesn't even matter. I think I would just try to mix two hobbies, like doing videos like this but also speaking about this in Spanish, which I, I don't have the vocabulary to do right now. So yeah, this was, um, yeah, 
things that uh things things that I've done uh just hundreds and hundreds of restaurants that uh that we go to. That and is awesome, Charlie. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I find it really cool because it's like mixing two passions together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in my case, because as I mentioned, I started out with my podcast to become a better English speaker. And nowadays, I can't really say what passion is is bigger. Is it the editing and everything? Is it the English learning? It's it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could both become ad addictive because when you're editing a video, when I'm putting together a, a video, that's the first time that I get to go over yeah you know the video and it's also yeah. getting in touch with basically the whole world because i interview always different people from all over the world and sometimes they are english learners and sometimes they are teachers it's not one thing and and, and i don't stick to it it's just i do whatever i want and it's okay. I do it for, for uh, my passion, right? It's not for yeah. money and anything. It's, it's my passion. Same. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I have, I've, I've never, right now, I've, I've not been concerned with trying to build a YouTube channel that's for a living. It's more about just sharing this just journey. And if it helps anyone, uh, that's, that's amazing. I, I love hearing that it does. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's more the that's more of the focus for my for my YouTube channel. Uh and yeah, I think if it ever made any money, it depended on if it was from a, a specific teacher, I would want to make sure that they uh that they got that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all it's really all the teachers. The teachers are the ones that are that are doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. Charlie, do you have any tips and tricks that you want to share with my listeners when it comes to learning a language? Um, so, yeah, I, something that I use consistently is called voice to text or, you know, voice, yeah, voice to text. And that's, that's a way to use your phone to, to write for you. And that will help with pronunciation I think that's probably one of the best ways to practice your pronunciation because your phone won't judge you or anything like that it'll never yeah. embarrass you uh, and it the only way it will work is if you say a word correctly it's the I only see. way that it'll write but how is so, the, the app called what is the name so it can it can be your phones can do it. Um, so f let's see, for example, let's see if I can, if I can show you on, let me move this. Yes, around. I, I can see it. Um, so I have, let me move this. Let's see. This this button the microphone on the bottom that's a uh, now as you speak it will just write for you and you can change it you can change you can add um now you can see it's in it's in spanish you can add different keyboards 
to your phone. And now if you speak, you have to speak in Spanish because if I continue to speak in English, it, oh my God. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it, won't, it won't understand you. <laughs> Aunque yo necesito hablar en español y ahora esa aplicación yeah. puede escribir para ti. Okay, well done. <laughs> Awesome. That's so okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh yeah. okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is an excellent tip and as you said, nobody is gonna charge you, so it's really good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that It, that couldn't have been that couldn't have been worse <laughs> but <laughs> how in the yeah how in the world can it, it it just it will not understand you at all if you're not saying the word correctly in the language yeah, that yeah. it needs you to <laughs> awesome and maybe do you have any favorite expression that comes to mind oh something that I I actually use as as a um like a slogan on my channel every now and then is it's never too late to better yourself awesome yeah i love that it's great <laughs> charlie can you tell our listeners where can we find you so i'm kind of disorganized but in spanish the main thing that i have is called charlie's spanish journey and i think i'm going to start doing more on the instagram charlie's spanish journey which i'll try to get smaller clips from each of my lessons to just put small clips on my Instagram. Awesome. I look forward to it. I will also be a follower, let's say. Like <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really great and I wish you good luck and a lot of fun in your Spanish journey. It was really nice you, chatting with you. It was really amazing. Thank you so much. Nice chatting with you too, Daniel. Thank you so much. Thank you so much guys for listening and maybe you couldn't make out why we were laughing at the end when Charlie was speaking into his mobile phone. It's just because the text-to-speech device didn't transcribe it properly because he hadn't set up the right language in the beginning. So it was really strange what his mobile phone was displaying, so it's really worthwhile to take a look on my YouTube channel just for that. <laughs> just type in my fluent podcast on YouTube and you'll find my channel. And of course don't forget to subscribe, that will help my channel to grow. Bye! It's never too late to better yourself.